We are rolling now. Are we? Yes, we are. I don't think he one. turned on the recording yet, so we're not rolling. Okay. Well, we're rolling on this. Uh, on this, the audible? Uh, on the audacity. audacity. You had the audacity. audacity. <laughs> Five, four, oh, no. two, one. Skip three. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Johnny's Reviews. You know the drill, guys. And like, like I said, I do want you to appreciate this new setting that I got. It's everything new, guys. New table, new backsplash right here. You got the, you know, nothing. Some things still stay the same. As you can see, we got Bob Marley. Nice little Himalayan rock. Yeah, I know. It's it's a little cute one right there. It tastes like salt. Yeah, I, I mean. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's a salt lamp. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, guys, you know the drill. This is Johnny's Reviews. And some things, some things just do stay the same. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say that, I talk about my other guest on the other side of the table. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy does not need no introduction. He has been here. He has been here before, ladies and gentlemen. You know he's a good speeder. He's one of my great friends, and I want him to come back on just so he can get another, you know, feel of this new and improved podcast that I have going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew Dager on the other side of the table. It's me again. Again. <laughs> How you doing, man? You doing all right? Wait. Oh, okay. I forgot this dude's the tea connoisseur. Every time I'm with him, of tea. I, every time I'm, w- I'm with him on the podcast, he uh, tea has to be involved here. So yeah, it does. I mean, that's that's a given. But I'm doing good, man. Doing How are good. You? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's been a while since you know you were last on, and I had a lot, a lot more guests since then. Been a while but. since you hung out with me. Okay, well, it's not. <laughs> it's been like two days. <laughs> two days. <laughs> we went surfing. Yeah. <laughs> And surfing, dude, I had so much fun. It was oh, great, dude. I never thought I'd like surfing, but then I was just like, that takes a lot of skill. It took a lot out of us. Like, yeah. how long were we out there? Four or five hours? Yeah, something like that. Five Some, hours surfing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's cutting a pizza down there, but I can hear it. Little Caesar out there. <laughs> Got Papa Gino in the back. Yeah. But, dude, uh, you know, I wanted you to come back on you because the last time we did have some really good conversations talking about, you know, technology, the future of that. Maybe talk about a little bit of, a, of the movie aspect, CGI. And, you know, there's just like a lot of things that we we love talking about, like, you know, how we always have like those intellectual conversations in the car and stuff. And it's car just, talks, I know, dude, car talks are freaking fun. Um, but, dude, okay, so I wanted to kind of start off because the last time that we, we kind of rent, like vented was right after we saw The Lion King. And we're not going to get into really like deep specifics of The Lion King. I mean, if anything, I'll probably say that for another review, like an uh, actual review of a movie. But <laughs> that what? It's a four out of ten. Four out of ten. <laughs> Dude, but I love the Lion King, like the two D animation yeah. one, and uh, this one, not so much. And there were so many big flaws in this movie that I thought need to be over, like looked at closely. Well, I like that you mentioned two D animation. Yes, because that's what I think. That's part of what made the first one so good was okay. that it was animated. Yeah, like hand drawn. You can see like the animation, everything. Right. Uh, dude i i know it's just like one of those things where people think right now that cgi is the way to go when it comes to improving a movie's standpoint and i necessarily with this movie i disagree there's plenty of other movies before that but so i think like cgi is great for movies that are realistic in nature uh like like realistic by like i'm trying to think of a good example like life of pi 
Oh, dude, that's one of my favorites, too. Life of Pi is an amazing movie. It's a great movie. Pretty sure that tiger was not really in the boat with him. No, of course not. Pretty sure that was CGI. CGI. Which, um, and it looked amazing. It looked right. great, and it looked natural, which was the thing. It looked amazing. And it fit with the story well, and the, everything was good with that. Then you look at a movie like The Lion King, and you've already seen The Lion King. You've seen the animated thing. It's a silly movie in... Uh, in nature like like you know what i mean like it does have it's like dark time dark right. moments but it is and they did it the reason they did it, uh, cgi and everything was they wanted to like make it look realistic and how the lines would interact with one another if it were to actually happen and they went yeah. and studied all but if you think about it it's like what lines prancing through the freaking fields singing about how they want to be king none of them so that whole scene just looked really weird and unnatural and it took away from the vibrant coloring that the 2d animation had which was part of what made the 2d animation so great was the vibrant colors it made it, it stick was, out for it, sure it made it feel powerful yeah. and it like made it but this just felt like gen, genuinely it felt like boring and inauthentic was my yeah, and that's the thing uh, like because you mentioned life of pi and that one slowly f- for sure reminds me of the jungle book not not in the sense of like same story mm. it's just there is a human and with that human i think adds that emotion humanitarian human it humanizes the whole feel and i think that's for me that's initially what lacked in the the lion king story yeah but that's i think that's why also it didn't do so good because the jungle book was amazing like for i, I think it was one of the one of the greater cgi Op- like door opening CGI moments of our of our time. I mean, it looked it looked, it looked good. so it looked great, really and and kind of how I see Life of Pi. It's just like you have you have one person, and you you are your whole mind is on that one person, and then you yeah. on the, all around it, it's fake. Like it's just what? well, what well, we talked about this in the car. It's like it roots you in reality, so it gives you the. It's not totally implausible that it could happen. It like right. it's like. It puts you in the, um, it puts you into it. Like you're like, oh, this could happen. So it makes right. you like feel more attached to it. It makes you also think, yeah, this looks pretty natural. Right. But when you see the Lion King, you're like, this would never happen. So, and then you see it like in real life and you're like, oh, this is totally absurd. Yeah. Like if you see it CGI, cause CGI is supposed to like really make it feel real is what part of it from what I think of it. But when I see something that couldn't be real with CGI, then it becomes totally absurd. It's, it becomes like way out of the the ballpark and that's yeah. this is where it kind of goes into the next topic that you know um cgi and 2d animation how the western world revolves around cgi and re- revolves around like the computer generated uh look of a of a movie as in or maybe to see like tv series it doesn't matter but um and then what in the eastern over there like in, in china and japan and korea they have like all it, all it is is anime and it's just like it takes over. It takes over. That is what is booming over there. And it's just like how how can you tell a story, or if you can kind of differentiate which which stories ha- can be CGI and which stories can just stay as two D. You know, like I, you know what I mean. Well, I think when it comes to that, it's uh. All right. So if you take, I, I'm gonna speak on anime very briefly because briefly. you me- mentioned it. If you take Death Note, for example. Yeah. You have the anime, which was raving reviews. Everyone loved it. It's amazing. One of like the best animes out there. Right. Death Note. And then you take Death Note, the movie, which is not animated, and they made a CGI Ryuk, who is the Shinigami. Yes. What? 
like I think the thing is like it has to be rooted in reality to the point where it could be it's improbable but not impossible impossible but and, that, I think that's what extends 2D animation to be so out of this world bizarre and can hold its own there because yeah because you're not when you see a 2D animation like that you're not thinking oh I wonder like if oh this, this could, could be real, be real. Life, yeah. yeah like could this be real life like when you when you watch it you're like you you're put instantly in the mindset that this, this is, is for your entertainment yes. and this is not something that you will encounter whereas like when you see something in uh what's it called live when you see something in like right. a live action right. and there's CGI and whatever you're supposed to think like this could possibly, possibly happen, to happen. Me. and yeah. with the same thing like even though that death note does have a human in it right now there's mm-hmm. this impossible God, like death, God coming down, and and maybe that kind of goes back yeah. on my idea. Like it, it, it kind of discludes it now, mm-hmm. kind of like because I forgot about death now. And and see, that's the thing. It's like if you don't have a good story revolving around it, it or how to implement it, because that you have so much criteria on one end, and it's like you can't fit it all in one sort of movie. And we saw that with Dragon Ball, like how that movie was shit. And then you like it does so well over there and you keep it, keep it animated. Like, you know, that's the one thing that can't go into a live action. It just can't. I just think it's too out of this world too. The powers are way too overwhelming. It's Mm -hmm. just not going to fit. Yeah. So I think that's like, I think that's where there's a a line drawn is Mm -hmm. where you have to make the distinction between if it's impossible, I think it's best to keep it um, animated. And if it's improbable, you can make it, What's it called? You can make it live action because there's there's a very distinct difference in people's minds between what they see and how they perceive things. So because when you see something impossible but meant to look improbable, you're right. like, this is absurd. And right. then you start judging it and you start not looking at it for entertainment but critiquing it. Yeah, and I, we'll leave that to the, the yeah. fans. Like, I, And that's the thing. Like, I think there was a lot of setbacks with fans about that movie. Yeah. And it, it just it, it kind of... It, it's a good thing because... I, I think they are getting into this stigma of like, okay, live action is the way to go. Live action, yeah. live action. Next, next fucking movies that we're having is I, um, live action Mulan. Mm-hmm. And you know, that one might work, but I'm talking I, about the, I think that one will work yeah. because it's going to be, they're taking away a lot of the things that make it an animated, they're taking yes. away the impossible. Yes. And now they're bringing, I think that's going to really yes. do uh, the, well actually. The one with the two dogs. Or I think no, it was like Fox and the Hound. I think that was the one. They're gonna make Lady and the Tramp. I think I don't remember. Lady and the Tramp's the yeah. two dogs that fall in love. Yeah. Yes, and uh, um, I, I just don't know. Like, but the fact that they're just rolling on this with this, I think they're just kind of it's just a cash grab from then on. But that's what also is just the competition and the way that they're they're presenting it is that oh we can just throw these movies out there and everybody's gonna love them and i, I just i don't know i i don't know yeah. man that's one thing but i i also wanted to hit on the reason why we're going on that is just because you and me love lord of the rings we adore love. it love it yeah. and dude you're uh i read a lot of your article like uh, the one that you were doing a lot of it or all of it johnny a, a lot of it <laughs> 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 But I had I had more questions. That's why like I was gonna wait to read the rest. But after you kind of like yeah. we started talking about it, but um, um, you want to explain a little bit of like what that was, so that way people know that what you're doing, and maybe they can have a sense of like what you write about. All right. In the most basic sense, it was a uh, literary analysis comparing, not comparing, but it was a 
making a comparison between the so yeah comparing the Lord of the Rings and Dante's Inferno and trying to uh, create a connection between J.R. Tolkien and how he was influenced by Dante Alighieri, mm-hmm. who wrote the Divine Comedy, which the Inferno was a part of. So, in that being being said, you you're pretty much trying to make a a a point of view of why he picked that or. No, I don't. He didn't necessarily pick it. I'm trying to say like. I believe that he was, he was, was inspired by it because a lot of there's a lot of theories on what his inspirations for the Lord of the Rings were. Right. Like World War Two is one of the theories. Um, there's a lot of one of the I think mostly correct theories is Christianity. There's a lot of biblical references and stuff. So there's a lot of that to see like where he drew and got some of these ideas from. And I was reading Dante's Inferno one day in one of my classes, the Inferno, and um, I saw one of the cantos was the dead marshes and now he's talking about it and I was like, wait, this is exactly like the dead. It was called like the marsh, the, mm. the river sticks, the marshes yeah. of the sticks was what it was in the canto. And, um, and what's, and the sticks is like considered a dead marsh, pretty much right, another right, name right. for it, the dead marsh. And I was like, wait, dead marsh. And then I went back to the Lord of the Rings and I read that whole thing. It's like literally like the canto, the punishment, the contrapasso is exactly the same as like that scene from Lord of the Rings, um, in the one? book when they're in the dead marshes yes, with okay, Gollum okay, and they okay, see okay. like all the skulls floating beneath the dead bodies floating beneath, um, and all that. And the, like the dead marshes was there to symbolize those who waged war forever. Um, they like wage war, they would die in war and be waging war for life. Like mm-hmm. they're stuck there. Same in the contrapasso. Hmm. So I, I was looking at a lot of those comparisons and seeing where he, and I mean, it's, it's by no means, 100% true it could definitely be false but um, I think a lot of the comparisons I I do not think there's like there's too many of them for it to be coincidence and he was a big scholar on Dante he was in the uh, um, the Dante the Dante Poet Society in when he was a, a professor mm-hmm. so you know that's uh, because we we briefly talked about this and I remember kind of talking about uh well, you brought up the the senses of religion on how you he used a lot of that to implement it in in the story, and uh, you you see a lot of that in the movie also. But I, I think even in the book, it, there's a lot of quick references or even just like a, a really good way to initiate real life uh, with um, a sort of fantasy reality. But it, it, why why does it work so well? with the the book and lord of the rings in general okay so remember when i went back and i said you have to separate the probable from the implausible yes in terms of animation that's in terms of animation this is what yeah right and because i think that's like because now now that i'm saying this like now that we're talking about lord of the rings i'm Mm -hmm. talking about how amazing those lord of the rings movies were great impossible but they're live action Mm -hmm. and they are amazing and in fact the hobbit well, actually, The Hobbit sucked all around. But The <laughs> Hobbit uh, animation sucked. And The Hobbit live action, after part one, after an unexpected journey, yeah. sucked. Woo. Man, people are getting pissed. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you understand. If you think you're a Lord of the Rings fan, like and The If Hobbit. you are a real Lord of the Rings fan, you know. If you're a fan of cinematography suck. and you look at the, that, that, Legolas and The Hobbit, no. <laughs> Tario, you just made up a character, <laughs> but not the point. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but actually, that's amazing because we were talking about CGI, mm-hmm. 
And I think there's a difference because a lot of the Lord of the Rings isn't CGI. Um, it is purely live action. Yes. A lot of, the, a lot of it's not CGI. A lot of the Hobbit. Oh, that's all CGI. Is, all the orcs are CGI. Yeah. Everything is CGI and it looks like so fake. It looks, there's a point where Legolas is running. <laughs> I don't know if you remember and not in um, the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. In the Hobbit, the Hobbit, I want to say it was it the, in the the Battle of the Five Armies. I want to say it wasn't the Desolation of Smaug. Okay, it was in the Battle oh, of the Five one. Armies. Um, I'm pretty sure when Legolas goes to kill Bolg. Yes, and he's running up the rocks. And oh, he's you can tell, and he's floating can, yes, from rock remember, to rock. And I'm like, that. this looks like shit. I remember watching it in the theater and laughing because that's the thing when you see something that is so drawn from real life that it's like it's what's the word i use before you're saying it's kind of hard to get it wrong no 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 when you see something drawn from real life so much like him running up the rocks and just floating from rock to rock and like the way he was running up them floating as they're falling like defying like all gravity yeah even though he's an elf and like yeah i get it but the way it looked it's absurd it looks absurd and then you stop taking the movie seriously yeah there's plenty and I, I don't you can go you can go as 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 much as even saying like there was a lot more people in the in the Lord of the Rings trilogy than there were in the Hobbit or vice versa like but um what I'm trying to say is that the, there's a lot more or even less because I'm trying I'm really just comparing it to the third one the best one the return of the king and just kind of saying that there was a lot of CGI, but yet there was a sen- sense of balance between having enough characters to kind of make it seem real. Yeah, there wasn't even that much CGI in The Return of the King, honestly. Like, I mean, a lot of the army in the backpack was oh, CGI, yeah. but all, like, the main orcs that you saw and all the main goblins were were actually played. They weren't right. CGI characters. Mm-hmm. They were actually played, and they look horrific, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, like, gets that sense of... So, you don't have that sense of this is absurd when you're watching it. You have, like, that sense of like you respect the cinematography and right. respect the effort they put in and i understand that cgi takes a lot of effort but when you watch it it looks low effort yeah or maybe it's just because there's a lot that that they had to do to get it at least as realistic as possible mm. but i mean you're not wrong like from a from a, a fan's point of view maybe it just looks like shit yeah but for them it's probably like another milestone that they've reached oh no, and, yeah for sure when when they like w- for the lion king i mean uh, yeah Beautiful CGI. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bring it back to Lion King, mm-hmm. but beautiful CGI. I mean, whew, it's like I was it's watching like, real lions. Like shit. But Except then Scar. you add it to the story. Mm. And then it's when CGI and story, it's like when technology and story don't, don't mix. mix. That's the thing. Dude, yeah. I think you're just bringing up a lot of good points there. And it, I, like, even even then, I just think that's where this the, the movie franchise is heading in general. It's just the, the way that technology is kind of implementing in mm-hmm. the western world how how it should be or it will be and i'm like mm, that's that's not entirely true i mean we do set the standard that's the thing we as, as fans oh no 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 no! i'm no. saying like hollywood hollywood sets the standard like all these big studios disney sets the standard warner brothers sets, sets the, the standard. standard all of them set the standard so it's like once once one of them starts making that push the other's like oh we have to get on that mm-hmm. and then they start getting on that and you're like well you guys are kind of missing the point i would like it like that and they don't really care. they're like this is the wave and we got to get on the wave so we don't get left behind no one wants to be left behind but 
maybe they're not realizing, hey. And that's why I'm really happy they're making Frozen 2 because they're coming back to their animated roots. Like they're, they're going back to animation. To, to animation. I wouldn't even briefly. I, I, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't even mind going, like if if they made like a two D animation, like another animated movie. How do you think that like fans would revolve around that? I think. I mean, all right. I think one. What was the most recent one? Moana, I think. Well, no, no, no. I'm no? talking about animation, like anime, like it's two D animation. Oh, 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 yes. oh, oh, oh. Not, not, not a, not a still like. See. See? I'm fi- I'm no I'm fine without 2D I know, but animation. It, it bring are you really? I'm no. fine without 2D animation because okay. we do have better 3D animation. Okay. I think 3D animation looks beautiful and it looks good and it still keeps you in that realm of this is like for entertainment. This is um this is not supposed to be possible. It's right. It keeps you in that like Big Hero 6 and all that. Those are all 3D animation. I think they're beautiful, and I think they're beautifully animated. They're not CGI. They're amazing. But then if you take a movie like Big Hero 6 and then made it into live action and then CGI, then I think it would look shit. That's just me. Well, it is a Marvel property, but... What? Why are we talking? I'm just saying. Oh. So it's a Marvel property, so it, it could be implemented as a live action if if Marvel did kind of want to make well, it. Yeah, they could. They could. They won't. That's okay. And in that sense, though, I think it's a lot of that actually um, could I because I, the, I, the conversation was brought up about not not them, but like a lot of the fans kind of saying, oh, what if what if we go back to just 2D animation? Maybe just kind of like paint because the last one was Princess and the Frog ever. That was the last ever one back in 2009. That was in 3D animation? 2D. 2D? 2D. Like paper drawn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like if as a play of nostalgia... I think it, it would it would kill, especially like uh, now that everything is kind of shifted into this world of CGI. I mean, it could do. I'm not saying I would be like opposed to it. Mm. I just it's not your it's not your. I mean, we're grown up, so it just I makes no. It, and makes I enjoy I enjoy I still enjoy it, and I love watching those movies. But yes, I could um, do without. Not do without it. I would live without it. You know what I mean? Mm. If they didn't release another 2D animation, they kept it 3D animation. Yeah, I'd be alive. I'd be fine. And I'd still watch them and I'd be like, this is amazing. I mean, Moana is one of my favorite Disney movies. 3D animation, but yeah. one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. It's amazing. So where do you see the future of Disney? Like, Hopefully they stick to animation, honestly. You, you really think so? Yeah. In terms of their movies, hopefully they stick to animation. I do not want any... Like, I'm fine with the occasional live action film. Right. But, I mean, I would, I would very much prefer they stick to animation. That would look great well the reason i ask you this is because now with the fox the the fox merger and everything like that shit it's not i don't know if it's oh, gonna stay so when i see when i say disney movies like i'm not thinking like um like i don't when when i watch the avengers i'm not thinking that's a disney movie you know what i mean mm. even though it's technically disney owned. disney i'm thinking like when i'm thinking disney i I'm thinking like that's the the brand that you see right off the bat. You see the castle shoot off, and that's it. You don't see any other logo there. You right. just see the castle. It's pure Disney. Like you know how there's Pixar Disney. Yeah. Just pure Disney. Just pure. Yeah. As in like their studios, their yeah. their the how they started. Because I mean, initially like the, it's just that one, like Moana yeah. going down the frozen, and it's just that's theirs. That's yeah. their property. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like that. Yes. And I'm fine with I'm fine with if they throw in the occasional live action right. Pirates of the Caribbean. My all-time all favorite time. movie. All time. All time. Favorite movie of all time. 
I think live action wise too. I think that's one of the greatest. And they did, and they killed it. Yes, the first one. Um, to mention, they had a fucking A list, like cast all around and it was great you got yeah. Orlando Bloom you got um, Keira Knightley yeah Johnny Depp, Depp you got Jeffrey everybody Ross, you got God, yeah, it dude. was great it was great it was great so I'm fine with the occasional occasional live action from them because mm-hmm. alright it's kind of like this right now they're going for quantity yeah and it's I was actually reading something really interesting on Ooh, that bring it up um, it's, it has to do with writing but I'm sure it applies everywhere is there's like a graph if you imagine a graph and it goes when you're going up, so you, you don't constantly improve. You yeah, improve, there's always ups. You improve and you stagnate and you improve and you plateau and you improve and you plateau. And it's, you can be doing something for a certain amount of time, right? And you're going to be improving, but then finally doing that same thing all that time, it's not going to get you anywhere. So you're going to plateau and you're going to have to change things up a bit. Right. You're going to have to reimagine it. Like you have to do some soul searching and then you start to improve again, doing what's right for that time. And then you're going to plateau again. And then again, you have to revamp it and improve again. And um, what I saw was when you're going through that improvement process, quantity is really good because. Um, the more, the more the, of because it, you're, like it's an the, you're getting it, like you're, you're experimenting, you're doing a lot and you're improving as you're experimenting, you're getting feedback, you're seeing what's going on. Right. And then once you plateau, you're at that quality you want you don't want to like put everything there because you're just going to be putting the same amount of everything out. Right. You need to like you need to stagnate for a bit and really focus on one really good thing mm-hmm. and make quality. And then you improve again back to quantity, 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 quality. So like you you improve on quantity, and then you plateau at quality. But it's not like oh well then I should just keep busting them out to constantly be improving. No, you need that plateau. You need to stagnate to see like. What is it that you have to improve? Where, on? yeah, where is your quality? Like, what, when, when are, is your improvement working? Mm-hmm. When is it not? So, that's. It, no, dude, it makes it makes perfect sense. But see, that's the thing. Like, they do take risk. I'll give Disney a little bit of that. Like, um, um, maybe more than ever now, just because you know Marvel and Star Wars, and you know you can bring up all these big ass properties. Are those really risks, though? It, so, and that's what I'm saying though. Like, I mean, there's some safety nets that they do pick like Star Wars. That's, that's one that they always can fall back on. And yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a setback between that because there's some people that are already kind of like, mm. yeah. I'm, even Star Wars land, man, I think it, it, op- it opened, I don't know if it's what they expected, but yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's gray and it's filled with nostalgia, but there's a certain shift between how how people perceive Star Wars, and I think that's just in younger Ooh. audiences. You just picked a scab and it I hurts. did, I did, thing. and it's it's hard. It's hard. It's it's always going to be beloved. But no, like I physically picked one of my scabs and it hurt. Like at the same time that you picked the metaphorical scab, metaphorically stab, I scab. was picking my literal scab and it hurt. I'm still doing it though. All right, it's gone. I got it. <laughs> Bastards on your floor now. <laughs> Do you need a fucking... No, your scab's on the floor. My scab's on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> Hope you vacuum. <laughs> so, Best buds. Come here often. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, metaphorically, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, man. Like, I, I it, like, growing up, I didn't really like a lot of um, uh, CGI movies in general. I think I was just more of cartoons. Like, uh, it, it didn't. No. Yeah. 
in uh, I think the way that they started implementing the new Star Wars, I think it, they had to adapt yeah. with it. Yeah. No, you're fine. No, no, I meant. I mean, I. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but um, do you like Star Wars? Yeah, I like Star Wars. It's good. Uh, Star Wars is kind of one of my like favorite franchises that I've watched. Um, I think it's really well done. It's it's another classic like Lord of the Rings where you're watching it and you have the the three main ones, right? I mean, it's actually kind of the same exact thing as Lord of the Rings. You have the three main ones, which are fucking killer. You have like the one, two, and three, which weren't really one, two, and three chronologically. Uh-huh. You have four, five, and six with Star Wars where it starts. Yeah. And then The Hobbit, you have uh, are like the prequels to the lord of the rings and they sucked just like the prequels to the star wars sucked man we are making enemies right now <laughs> you're just like yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah it's good i already got it <laughs> <laughs> bastard <laughs> no but dude you're uh so okay so you don't you're are you a bigger fan now than you were before of star wars yes yes yes, 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 yes. see and and that's that's the thing like i think just growing up if you didn't if you thought the old ones just because the way it lacked a lot of um uh creativity for us kind of growing up these movies kind of did it for us i think the the last movie oh these new ones are coming out with are kind of fire yes Uh, they're uh, kind of they're they're really good really good but i think i think they're still playing the the role of trying to win us over and not the not not the smaller audiences. I don't know. I think a lot of smaller. Audiences Do you think? I think they just see Star Wars or lightsabers and they just love them. But, yeah, that, that's true. Lightsabers you know? are badass. No yes, matter but what. I mean, like for them to actually be in, intuitive with the story, yeah, I think I, it'll take them. I think I'm no, I think like they are teens. targeting more Our teens to like the older audiences. Forty years. I don't think the older audiences. I think they honestly. I think they're like you know what, they might have given up on. Uh, Star Wars, not for the because like so. Think about it. The older audience had their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They have their Star Wars. Now Disney's releasing Star Wars. Ah, Star Wars. Why are they making more? Star Wars should be Star Wars. Let Star Wars be Star. What's wrong with Star Wars? And they're like, it doesn't. It's the same story. It's the same thing. Which kind of is America? Who were you trying to Im- nah. impersonate that? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, Man, like, that person. Man, Star Wars. Man. Man. <laughs> Okay, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think that, like, the hardcore, like, old fans, I think that no matter what, if it's a good story and they like it, they're going to like it. And Disney accepts that. Right. But if they, it's, like, the older people and they're watching it and they're like, oh, well, I remember when Star Wars was like this. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Those guys that just want the old one. Yeah. They just want that. It's like, you're never going to please them. Yeah. Hell no. And, like, they put a little bit of nostalgia factor into these new ones with, yeah. like, the story's kind of similar. Kind, kind of, of similar. Anyways. What do we know? We yeah. just we just work at the parks. What the fuck? Yeah. Are we? We're little little specks of I'm just kidding. Specks of dust. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Don't fire me, please. <laughs> Don't watch this. <laughs> Make you stay away. <laughs> oh gosh, that was funny. <laughs> 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 but um, no, like, I mean, yeah, we're still beloved fans, but I think a lot more people are just kind of drawn in by MCU. And oh, yeah, because it's original. Yes, even though they do. I mean, they stole text, it from the comics. Yeah, from the but stories. It's original. I mean, it's fresh. Like, mo- the movies themselves. I think it's fresh. Fresh. Yes. Original. Fresh. Yes. And they, the fact that they all, they have their own specific genres, like, that, that's, that's the thing. Repetitive Star Wars 
different stories that kind of make up a big fucking universe. bizarre yeah, universe. It's sick. It's sick. It's, it's sick. sick. It's sick, it's sick it's and then you think about everything that they're about to own, like Fox's, like uh, X Men. You got the Fantastic Four, and which is sick because this is what I like what they're doing with the push. Because okay. you know how I said earlier that Disney is pushing the industry. Yes, and they're doing all this. Yes, they kind of set the standard, and uh, I yes. mean they're one of the they're one of the ones that and do it. What they're doing by they're acquiring like. The MCU, they're making the universe. Mm-hmm. They're making it this whole involved thing where everything is connected. Right. You have, um, now you have X-Men coming in where they're going to be, like they do it in phases where the universe expands and expands. X-Men's going to come in, they're going to have an X-Men phase where that universe all is affected. I like that they're world building. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I really love that. It's like, um, it's like you're reading a book. They're, they're writing it like a book. Like they're building upon the world slowly and slowly and adding more. And they're not throwing everything in your face at once. Yes. They're slowly introducing new characters. They're slowly introducing everything, building the world, expanding on it, showing how everything affects. And it makes for an amazing, um, like as, as an audience member watching it, I'm like, wait, if that happened there, how's that going to affect Everything else. Everything else. Like, how, how's that going to, like, Iron, how, Iron Man affected Doctor Strange. Like, ah, it was the same time period. Spider-Man just left, and yeah. we're just kind of like, oh, shoot, what the heck is about to happen? Right, because, happen, they, happen. Right, because they built that yes. whole universe, and, and now they're, they're trying taking to evolve a, it, and then they took a, now a piece is gone. Yes. Which, that is the problem with building a universe like that. But also, when building a universe like that, it, like, gets everyone more involved, and it makes it feel much more... Impactful, impactful. Everything like, that it, hits you, it hits you hard when he leaves. Yeah, like, and because, you just don't know. Yeah, because you're like, wait, how's that going to affect all those characters yes. that you have now cared about because you've watched yes. them grow? So I really like that Disney's going for this whole like world building push on movies right now. Whereas mm-hmm. like before, it's like very pointed. Each movie, they didn't, is yeah, a they, movie. Didn't, they didn't have a set storyline to try to kind of fit everything right. together. And that, that can be going back to just Marvel in general, dude, because that's yeah, what that's, that's true. What's, that, that is. Well, right, when I said, like, a book, right. uh, it is, like, a comic yes. book universe. Yes, and that's, that's fuck, man. Like, you think about all these different things that they did to just implement, like, getting all these different studios to get together yeah. in the very first phase, and then getting uh, somebody to buy them out. Disney is actually just, they're like, we believe in what you're doing. Let's roll with it. And they started to slowly pick up the pieces together and they created this montage and they did the impossible man they got sony's spider-man to come back to the universe and i'm just kind of like you get a beloved character like that Mm. and throw him into a beloved company like that oh my god you're gonna make diamonds you're gonna make a masterpiece and fuck man that's 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 one thing where i just realized that you got to either buy into what they're selling and this is actually going into the next kind of idea is disney plus and i i wanted to see what your input was on that because i'm gonna buy it i know we are see we're fucking buying like i'm gonna buy it we, we buy into a lot of these different things that they already throw at us and we're just kind of like is this the right thing because there's already articles coming out because it was 6.99 came now it's like up to like 10 12.99 i'm gonna buy it Hit me with a student discount, See, though. <laughs> more like a cast member discount. Yeah. <laughs> what you know about that? <laughs> but, uh, no, see, automatically we'll just buy it. We'll just go in there because yeah. they they can sell it. Yeah, of course they Fuck. can. I mean, they're, they're pulling all their movies off of Netflix and... Contractly, slowly over time, though. And Andrew loves his Disney movies. Yeah. And I don't feel like pirating. I, yeah. I don't pirate. I'm not a pirate. I don't pirate. I've never pirated before in my life. I don't even know what a pirates are. Only pirate I want to be is Jack Sparrow. Arg. 
He's a great pirate. Yes. Jack Sparrow's a great pirate. I'm yes. bad pirate because I'm not a pirate. I don't pirate anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> this is not an admission of guilt. <laughs> no, but that's what they're trying to do, actually, is they're trying to make sure that each specific person... Actually, that's what annoys me because, I mean, if I'm trying to make my mom buy it, I mean, I... They're going to capitalize on that, though. I'm going to not buy it. Just because you have that mom. Mama Dager's going to buy it. But um, (laughs) I just thought of something weird. But but hopefully, I mean, she could also say, no, you're going to buy it. Okay. And I'll still buy it. But Yes, you will. But at the same time, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people already share accounts or they do all these things. How are you going to fucking stop everybody from doing that? That's hard. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some accounts. Like, Spotify. You can't share a Spotify account. You can't be on spotify at the same time as someone else which is absurdly annoying if you listen to music a lot that is true i think it was just like two you can <clears throat> kind of like log into two like it nope. was netflix oh really? netflix Net- netflix two people up to like two or three people can be watching at the same right. time which is cool because i mean but that's sharing account yeah you know what i mean though. right but spotify you can't and i think disney's gonna do the same thing you can't be watching you can have the same account like you can have the username and password i wonder if they're gonna do it like ip based that would suck yeah but they're working with Charter, I think, or some big company to to make this happen. Because if they do IP-based... Yeah. Uh, oh, you're fucked. I yeah, mean, because you, you can't watch it from anywhere. No, other. yeah, you can't watch it anywhere else, and that's that's one thing where... Pff, but th- that wouldn't work, because if you want to watch it on the go, yeah. and it's like, wow. Well, well now what? Because my IP's changing. <laughs> oh, wait. IP, though, is... They might do it like by like item address, like yeah. Mac address. Like you can have up to two items, like your phone and your laptop yeah. or phone and computer. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want it. That's hard. I, yeah. I mean, that's I don't a, know how they're gonna do it. It's I don't either. Cool. But I mean, and that's just the security standpoint, dude. We haven't even talked yeah. about like like their D twenty three just came out, and like um, there's a lot of new things that are coming onto the streaming services. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is because. How do you how do you feel about streaming services right now? Like, dope. Do you feel like that's going to be the replacement? All right. Of everything. I do hate the idea that it's replacing cable television. Why? Uh, because I really liked cable growing up. I liked watching. Yes, dude. We we I, I liked, we loved. I like I like the idea of just sitting down, not knowing what you want to watch, flicking through the channels, and then just like being like, all right, I'm content with putting this on a bleh. Can you not do that on Netflix? I just feel like you can't because you have to pointedly go through and you know what you don't want to. It's, it's, I honestly don't think it's as easy to scroll through channel. You have to, cause you have to click on something and then click play episode and then you have to click back. And it's like a few extra steps, but it is annoying. Whereas like with the con- cable next, 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 next. Ooh, house hunters. And then you can switch between channels really easily. You can just click last and it'll take you to the last one. And then you click last again and it brings you back. And that's how you skip commercials. <laughs> But why do you want commercials in the first place? I don't place? want them. I want to skip them. Exactly. But which is streaming. But um, <laughs> so I, know, I know, I know, I know. But I just wish it was like stream cable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, no, please explain that. So, so like, can I can go through and see, because TV is inherently when I think of watching TV, if I'm watching on Netflix, I'm watching pointedly. I want to watch something. Right. And I, I'm watching like I'm paying attention. I'm watching it when I'm like. Watching TV, like if I, I'm watching, what are you doing watching TV? I like sit down, not pay attention at all, like for a hot, look up every once in a while. Yeah. Kind of like zone out. It's just like totally brain dead. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there like a little vegetable. <laughs> like, 
I don't know how to use that word. What? No, I just thought of, okay, like a couch potato. <laughs> that's what I meant. I'm pretty sure we said other words besides that one. That's so much more. Couch potato is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, because vegetable can be uh, bad, like, you know. No. It's like sometimes I, I just realized it's a derogatory term for like disabled people. Oh. oh. Well, it's nice to be informed on all these things. Yeah. So don't ever. Listen, man, I don't yeah. know. I, I never knew that, but yeah. at the same time. I, I, I knew just... it. And as I said it, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't mean it like that. But it could sound so bad. But anyway, not the point. Not the point. Point is. There's too many th- ways to say things now. It's 2019. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i want to be a vegetable i can't be <laughs> if you want to be a fruit basket you want to be a fruit basket is, yeah. that, even, is that even i feel like that's another saying maybe we'll make it one fuck it no anyways um but i like just going and not caring whereas right. on netflix i feel like i have to care because i'm taking all the effort to select the episode that's so dumb bro i think you got like i'm sorry but like cable appeals to the lazy and i'm the lazy I think Netflix appeals to the laziest. No, 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 no. Does not? No. The effort to go through and find what you want to find on Netflix, you have to know what you want to watch. Put it up a little bit. Don't tell me what to do. It broke. You have to know. <laughs> ow. You have to know what you want to watch. Okay. So tell me this then. Are you the type of person that likes to come back every week and watch the same episode like let's just say like you're watching america america's got talent or like american no. idol and then you're like tune in next week for this no i'm impatient and that's why i like streaming because i get it instant gratification okay so if i had a, if but if, that's when i'm invested in watching something i'm not watching cable to be like oh what am i gonna watch next week I wonder. <laughs> no i'm watching it because i'm like uh, i want to eat ice cream <laughs> not pay attention and text someone and just lie down, fall asleep. I want to fall asleep while watching cable. That's you can what do I that with do. Netflix. No, you can't do I, that with Netflix. Not for me because I like watching. If I'm watching something, I'm invested in it. Right. And you're not invested in what you're watching in cable. No. Very you, rarely. You are somewhat com- like, yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe I can kind of. I can kind of relate on that level, just because. But I can do that with like shows I've already watched. Yeah, like you can rewatch The Office. Yeah. That's yeah, or like, yeah, I guess you could do that. Also, I did used to watch The Big Bang Theory weekly. That was something I did watch weekly. weekly. Yeah, like every week. I, I, I oh, just like it comes on a, uh, it comes on like Tuesday or Thursday. Like a, a new episode comes out on like Thursday. TBS or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and Survivor, I'd watch that too. Yeah, that's true. So I'd watch like Survivor that, and then Game of Thrones, but that was like released like HBO. HBO, yeah. What is that? Is that streamed it but released it weekly? It's. N- what is that, pay-per-view? Yeah, it's pretty much, but it was like, I don't know. I don't know what it's kind of considered. No, it wasn't pay-per-view because you had to buy yeah. HBO. <laughs> but you got to buy HBO regardless. Yeah, I know, I know. But like I'm saying like, you are paying for the service, but it's not like pay-per-view because pay-per-view is like... It's like for one. For one. It's like watching a view. boxing match. Yes. Okay. See, okay, so then, I don't know, man. I, I If you had to pick a percentage of like w- streaming service against like cable te- television which one is the one that you prefer streaming service like See, so why are you 70, trying to, 30. so why are you trying to defend tv because i like the idea of cable i don't know maybe it's nostalgic but i like the idea of it you know what you should do you should kind of say that like an old grandpa voice and <laughs> just be like one of those guys that never wants anything to change oh 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the same Math time. is math. <laughs> <laughs> Who changed math? Math is math. That's what I'm imagining like, from The Incredibles. <laughs> Two. Incredibles. Two. Math is math. Yeah. Why would you change math? <laughs> so good. Uh, we were talking about Napoleon. No, <laughs> oh, now we're talking about Napoleon. Where, where are we, dude? Now we're talking about freaking Napoleon Dynamite. It's a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> you ever go over any sick jobs? No. <laughs> yeah, that movie is awesome. Dude, but now we're talking about nostalgia. And, um, yeah, how we. <laughs> You remember how we were talking about like technology uh, at the beginning of the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's just like it's it's that's what it's kind of come down to. We like you, people underestimate the power of nostalgia. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. So like, if if you had to pick your 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 um, cartoon channel to kind of give you the basis of your childhood. That's Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, um, maybe Disney, Disney maybe Channel, Disney. PBS. No, can't miss me with PBS. I Dude, PBS. you never watch. Yes, no. you did. Don't lie. I watched it, but like it wasn't my thing. Yeah, but it was part of your childhood. Yeah, but when you said if you had to pick a cartoon channel, Nickelodeon. I did. Okay, Nickelodeon was it? Yeah. Which one else is there? Is that it? I mean, there's Toonami. Oh yeah. Boomerang. But, yeah, but yeah, Boomerang. Remember JetX? It's like it was like in Toon Disney. Uh, I don't watch Toon Disney. No, but it was like afterwards, it was like the nighttime one. I don't remember. You remember? No, I don't remember. For all you Jetix fans that remember, just comment down below. But I, I remember, remember Rocket Power. Oh, dude, I loved Rocket Power. <laughs> but not the point. I had something I wanted to say, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. Nostalgia? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Uh, streaming service? Uh, HBO. No, just keep talking. It'll come to me eventually, oh, okay. and I'll just interrupt you. Okay, well, that's the thing. Like, um, I'm going back on like a lot of this some stuff that Fox owns that is going to be like Simpsons is going to be there. Mm. Fam, like, freak a lot of big, big television series, and I think that's where it's going. Like television, I don't think it's not going to leave per se, but it's it's going slowly. Yes. 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 It, it is. Do I want it to? No. Is it? Yes. I wanted to. You do? Kind of. You're done with you're done with cable? I I never watch it. You don't have it. <gasps> Boom. I do have it. Yeah, we all have it. We just don't use it. I remember it even we had it and we never use it. Exactly. You don't even have it plugged into your TV in your in your living room. At home I have it. Your mom or your dad has it. Yeah. I use it. <laughs> when are you ever there? When that? I'm home. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> But with that being said, I do, I do, go on. I do think that, um, just because a lot of these things that are like, they're inflating to the point where now it's going to get to the point where doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. That's what I wanted to say. It's a quote from Albert Einstein and it is. Amazing. I've heard it from other people, but yeah, they. Well, it's always it, it's it's Albert Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of who you heard it from, it's I his know, quote. They it's are plagiarizing like, him. But the, well, yes. the point is, the point is when you're talking about like, do you want it to stay the same or do you want it to like? Because you're saying, do you want it to stay the same or do you want it to move forward? As much as I want it to stay the same, I know it has to move forward in order for progress to be made. Right. So yes. Right. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, I do, I remember like us talking about, and I mean, this is kind of going to a different topic, but I remember like us talking about the, the, the differences between our schedules. Remember that one? Yeah. Kind of like, and so. You know, night owls are at more risk of uh, health problems. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because they're being forced to adhere to a schedule they're not suited for. They're not for. suited for. Well, and it's not socially. I just think that's just how it is. No, yeah, no, that like you literally, like, it's something that like you hurt your body, forcing yeah. it to wake up. Like it's like, right. huh? Well, screw you. <laughs> so I, and I like the like night crew or like night stalkers that don't get enough um, like hours to sleep or like people that work overnight. It's just like like the people that are driving on the road. Well, yeah, but if that suits their sleep schedule, that's fine. But like if they're a morning is person, it fine? yes, it says because if they're a morning person and they're doing that, then no, it's bad for your health. But we don't see that as much because most people's uh, schedules are in the acceptable range. Like if you if you wake up within two hours of I think it was two hours of um, seven o'clock, right, and you go to bed like naturally and you and you fall asleep within two hours of i think it was 11 o'clock then you're you're fine Mm -hmm. like that no no matter what like no matter what you're doing it'll be fine but it's when it's when you get out of that range when you start to have an issue if you if you naturally like get tired at like 4 a.m and you wake up at 11 it's essentially the same because that's that's what you're you're selling you're not selling to me but you were telling me like like um it doesn't matter like because i i think you thought just because i did i did uh five five i would wake up like around five o'clock just to kind of get that like goal oriented mindset mm-hmm. it was the key to I, all i all i said was that that kind of did teach me to time manage right but are you suited to wake up at five o'clock and that was or are you forcing yourself to no, because I even told you that I was a morning person. All right, then, yeah. So you're not going to have... But if I were to force myself to wake up at 5 and go to bed at 10, I would be unhealthy. I, I would develop health problems, I feel, because based on what I was reading, I was reading a lot, a lot of doctors and such. Doctor. Do, doctor. Doctor, help me. But yeah, a lot of doctors and such on that. And it was like, oh, you... Uh, yeah, you're going to die, pretty much. was the, the consensus. You're going right. to develop some stuff because... um. You're forcing your body to do things that it doesn't want to do at times it's not suited for. But if I feel great when I go to bed at 4 a.m. and I wake up at 11, that's what happened to me today. And I'm such a good mood. (laughs) 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 Not to mention we have work right after this. So it's it's like eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It won't. (laughs) (laughs) Because you start later. I start at three. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's like kind of like it's the same principles that you i looked at with health or like it's just not not everybody's suited to wake up at, at like at a five so like if you no. if anybody wakes up like at eight o'clock and can get their like the most productive at eight o'clock once once they wake up and they get a lot of shit done then five o'clock isn't maybe the right. the ideal thing for you right. but like yeah. for for their schedule and their their lifestyle the way that they you gotta find that. what works yes. for you Yes. What you're suited for. Right. And you got, I think that's like something, I think jobs are starting to lean towards this. You'll see a lot of more uh, startup companies have a lot of flexible hours. Yes. Where it's like, oh, you can, as long as you get the work done today, come in when it suits you, leave when it suits you. Mm -hmm. As long as you get your work done today. Right. And that's something I really like because, I mean, when I go into the workforce, I mean, right now I'm kind of lucky that as a CP, we get these laid ass shifts because Mm -hmm. I can go to bed at four in the morning. And I can wake up at 
11. And sure, I'm going to miss out on some of the fun things that y'all do like beforehand. Like, you know, they went to like Disney Springs or whatever. What? Yeah. But um, so I'll miss out on some of the fun things that you guys do. But it's like I'll I'll feel better otherwise. Whereas like if I were to work at the other job I was going to have over the summer, mm. I would have had to wake up at seven. Yeah. Every day. And Andrew doesn't wake up at seven for classes. I don't schedule before at 11. Yeah. See, that's me. I would, I would schedule my classes before 11. That's yeah. just, the, and, and you're not wrong there, but I, I think, I think, um, I think there's a stigma against me. The stigma against, against me. Mm. About people like me who wake up late or they're lazy. Or they're, no, I'll get all my work done at three in the morning. Yeah. And like, you remember how you, you're, you told me before, like you're even more, you get more productive, but it can also be a different way to, yes. to say that you're creative around yeah. the time that, that you... That's a better way to say that. Yes. I'm like, that's my functioning hours. Yes, because yes. I'm more creative during the like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and I'm yes. just like, oh shit, like I can get shit done. Yeah. So, and I mean, maybe just like whoever's listening, they can have like a, a sense of understanding that like... Maybe they've never heard, they've never heard of that, like a whole 5 like waking up at 5 a.m. And if they did... Their 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 schedules aren't yeah. in tune with how that lifestyle is. Figure out your rhythm. It's yes. important. Yes, because uh, like it, like overall, I think that's what's gonna help the individual figure out like mm-hmm. how to time. And I think time managing is probably the better oh, yeah. way to 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 conclude it. To kind of say like, okay, I know how to I know how to do this at this certain time. I can do that at that certain time. Yeah, and I can go to sleep because at this you certain shouldn't time. Put your creative ventures or you shouldn't put like your work that you need the most brain power at right at the times where you're like in your lows Mm -hmm. it goes right wave wave after wave wave after wave yeah so wave after wave that's that's that on that yeah well guys this was this was uh all over the place was this was a lot of one i I like sorry about that no i mean i like i like that because we got to different topics and it was still yeah it's still at the end of the day this was supposed to be about technology but (laughs) my brain (laughs) (laughs) um, like you said like i said it's johnny and on the other side of the table this is andrew dager check me out on medium i'm posting another one i only have one so far but another second one's gonna come yeah so he's gonna have a lot more things up there guys like i said he's always welcome back i love him coming on and shit we just love to talk about either certain topics or all-around topics it doesn't matter entertainment lifestyle philosophy yes everything and you know thank you just hit that like like but like button uh, hit that subscribe button any way to help you guys remember that you know my channel is here to give you all of that entertainment and informative feedback that i and my guests will give us but thank you guys for tuning tuning and turning tuning into johnny's reviews i'll see you later guys andrew you want to just wave at that bye guys we got work here pretty soon